Tavis Smiley, and I'm delighted to have you in with us today in this hour of our program. Uh, that first hour was uh, <laughs> was spirited, for lack of a better word, and uh, that happens from time to time. It's what makes talk radio what it is, uh, and I believe in uh, listening to others and re-examining my own assumptions and expanding my own inventory of ideas. So I'm never afraid to enter into a conversation with someone who feels differently or disagrees with me but at the end of the day it's all about respecting the humanity of every one of us and I think we all make mistakes in life we all make mistakes we all deserve to be forgiven we all deserve second third fourth chances and you better be glad in life that you don't get what you truly deserve uh, we are all human not human and divine and uh, that's my that's my take on that and I'll just uh, leave that as a postscript uh, in this hour of our program two more conversations on the B side of this hour Calling all bid whist players, all bid whist players. Uh, we'll talk about this new book by Lamont Jones called The Gist of Bid Whist. That's on the back side of this hour. But after that first hour today and that spirited and heated exchange, we need some mindfulness right about now. Uh, talk about making an, making an entry. Uh, no better time for a conversation with Deepak Chopra than right now. Time Magazine describes Deepak as one of the top 100 heroes and icons of the century. He is the author of more than 90 books translated into over 43 languages. Uh, I am pleased to have him in this conversation right now to talk about his latest text. It's called Quantum Body, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, More Vital Life. As I said, uh, no better time, no more propitious moment for a conversation about mindfulness after that than right about now. Deepak, good to have you on, my friend. How are you, sir? Thank you, Travis. Always pleasure to speak with you. It's always good to hear your voice, and uh, just hearing your voice calms everything down. Just calms everything down. Mm. Uh, you, as you heard me say, we had a spirited hour just a moment ago, and uh, so your your yeah. your your timing uh, is is uh, is really uh, really good. Um, so um, first of all, how have you been? It's been a while since I've seen you or talked to you. How have you been, my friend? I've been busy. I've been happy. I'm healthy. I turned seventy-seven. But I'm happy to say that I'm in perfect health. So that's all we need, right? To have a joyful, energetic body, yeah. love and compassion in our heart and clear mind yeah. and lightness of being. So yeah. I'm I'm enjoying enjoying the experience we call life. Yeah. Tell me how, if, uh, actually before I do that, um, you should know that your son Gotham was on this program last week. We had Gotham on last week. Uh, and yeah. had had an amazing conversation with him about his new book, uh, Religion of Sports. I really uh, immensely enjoyed yeah. the book and had a great conversation. So we had uh, like father, like son. He's as brilliant as his dad. Well, not quite as brilliant as his dad. His dad's pretty good, but he was he was awfully good in that conversation last week. So last week the son, it, yeah, and this week the father, yeah, yeah. It's an extraordinary book that he's written, Religion of Sports. Mm -hmm. I think he learned he learned a lot about spirituality and he brought it. To his passion, which is sport, and he's done amazingly well. Yeah, no, it was quite, quite a, quite a book uh, and quite a conversation. Uh, again, the, the son last week, the father this week. How lucky are we? Um, let me, before I get into the book, um, last week on this program we celebrated, of course, uh, the life of my now my now departed friend Norman Lear, uh, who passed away as you oh, saw yes. at the age of one hundred and one last week. And we did a wonderful tribute to Norman last week. Later on this program, in my third and final hour today, I'm talking to Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett is now 90 years uh, young. You are 77. Uh, Norman died at 101. Tell me what you're learning, uh, Deepak, uh, about aging, about uh, becoming more chronologically gifted. What are you learning in this journey? 
Well, Norman uh, was somebody I knew personally, and he had a great passion for learning. And, you know, he fulfilled the adage, people don't grow old. When they stop growing, they become old. He never mm-hmm. grew old. I mean, he always had somebody at his house once a week to talk about things that he didn't know about, and most of us didn't. So he, along with his wife, Lynn, were perfect examples of passionate living and that how that influences uh, how we age. And Carol Burnett is the same. You know, these people have joy in their lives. They have meaning and purpose in their lives. And they never stop uh, evolving in consciousness. So what we know now, uh, Travis, that less than 5% of disease is fully genetically determined, which means we have certain genes that are called fully penetrant that guarantee disease, but they're less than 5%. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the disease is. It could be uh, cancer, it could be heart disease, the autoimmune disease, it could be Alzheimer's. Less than 5% is genetically uh, determined by fully penetrant genes. And right now, there's technology around the corner, even for that, you know, gene editing, editing, CRISPR, messenger RNA, et cetera, et cetera. But 95% of disease is what we call epigenetic. Epigenetic means above the genes, there's a sheet of proteins called histones, and they have on-off switches for genes, either for self-regulation and healing, or what we call inflammation and uh, chronic disease, mental and physical. And that's 95% basically of diseases determined by how we process experience. So if our experience is one of the separate lonely mind, anger, hostility, guilt, shame, depression, anxiety, and fear, then the genes that are responsible for inflammation go up. On the other hand, if you feel empathy and compassion, which is the desire to alleviate suffering, if you have love and joy and equanimity, then the genes that are responsible for self-regulation uh, go up. So, let, let, me, let, me, let me cut in right there, Deepak. You, you, I, I love the frame that you have us in. Uh, I'm, I'm learning already uh, <laughs> how our body responds um, to these different uh, impulses that we have. The book is called Quantum Body, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, More Vital Life. The author of that book is the renowned, world-renowned Deepak Chopra. More with him and this book when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Ranked number 45 on the heavy 100 list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. Helping to make you the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. This is Deepak Chopra on Tavis Smiley. His book is called Quantum Body, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, More Vital Life. I've got some questions I want to pose, Deepak, but I had to interrupt. Uh, I apologize. You know our radio works. You were on a roll, though, uh, getting us in the proper frame. Continue your point, and I'll jump in later. Well, I was saying that if you have experience of empathy, which is feel what others feel, if you have compassion, the desire to alleviate suffering, if you have love in your heart and equanimity, then all the genes that are responsible for self-regulation, healing, homeostasis go up, some 17-fold over baseline. Mm. We did a retreat in the year 2012, one week of mindfulness training, 
and the level of the enzyme telomerase, which regulates our biological age at the level of DNA, went up by 40%. We had a Nobel laureate uh, as part of the study. She discovered the enzyme telomerase. And the study was published in Nature and since then has been replicated by other groups that our life experiences, spiritual and otherwise, actually change our biological age and bring about healing and even reversal of biological age to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me back up for a second. Um, for those who may be uh, being introduced to this for the first time, I never want to assume that everybody uh, listening to me on any given day uh, is on the same page, but that's my job to make sure we get on the same page. When you when you speak of mindfulness, um, just break that down for me. Uh, what, what, what do you mean, Deepak, when you talk about mindfulness as you have for decades now? Another word for it, a better word for it is metacognition, which means being fully present to every experience that you have. So um, if I'm fully present to this experience that you and I are having, that's mindfulness. But you can practice mindfulness of, say, sound, being fully present to sound or to color or to a thought or to an idea or to a bodily sensation or what we call mental space or relationship. It's being fully present to experience as it happens in what we call the now. And so you're free from, uh, you know, the burdens of the past. Mm -hmm. You're not anticipating the future. You're fully engaged in whatever is the experience in the present moment. That's what mindfulness is. Yeah, it is something, I'm glad I asked that question because I wanted you to give that, 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 definition and, and uh, it's it, it makes sense uh, I think uh, now that uh, we can jump from there um, and th- that's something that that I've had to practice and get better at over the course of over my life uh, in part because my mind is always on to the next thing right uh, I'm, 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 I'm here uh, but I'm on to the next thing in my mind and I've had to learn how to be more mindful uh, to to show up and to be in this space right now fully. Um, it's something I've had to work on. What what advice do you give to others for how to be more mindful, how to be more present in this moment? So instead of being a biological robot, which is triggered by every situation, every circumstance, every event, somebody says something nice to you, you're flattered, somebody says something nasty to you, you're offended for the rest of your life. In other words, you're uh, at the mercy of every stranger on the street. Mm-hmm. There's no creativity. On the other hand, for somebody who's just beginning, I suggest something called the STOP formula. And it's exactly what the acronym says, S-T-O-P. Before you react to any situation, any circumstance, any comment by anyone, you stop, S-T-O-P. S stands for stop. T stands for take three deep breaths and observe your breath. O, observe what is happening around you, and then P, proceed with awareness and compassion. S, stop. T, take three deep breaths and smile. O, observe. And then P, proceed with awareness and compassion. And if you just do that, you're being mindful. Yeah. Um, This book, Quantum Body, uh, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, more vital life. Uh, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago um, when I was reading reading the book, Deepak, uh, thinking about why it is 
that we homo sapiens, why it is we human beings uh, are so tethered to this notion of wanting to or having to live a long life. Well, we are the only species that are actually aware of our mortality, so if we think about it. Now, having said that, there's something called the spiritual experience, or even the, you might want to call it the religious experience, not talking about religious dogma or ideology or prescribed rules through organized religion, but the actual experience whether it's in Christianity or, you know, Sufi Islam or the Eastern wisdom traditions, it involves three things. The first part of the experience is getting in touch with your soul, which is beyond space and time. It's a real experience to find your identity beyond body and mind, what we call the spirit. The second aspect of that is the spontaneous emergence of what we call platonic values, truth, goodness, beauty, harmony, love, compassion, joy, equanimity. And the third component of that experience is the loss of the fear of death. So while humans are obsessed with living longer, the people who actually live longer are the ones who are not afraid of death Mm. because they know that death happens to the body-mind but not to the deeper level of awareness in which the body-mind is a recycling experience. Now, I can wax about this wax eloquent for the whole week, but actually it's the experience that matters, not the theology or the doctrine or the philosophy that's built around it. And that experience comes when actually you have the ability to sit quietly and do nothing. Mm. You know, when you do nothing and sit quietly or formally practice some kind of meditation, you know, if you give enough time, your mind will quieten down and you'll go to, to the source of thought. The source of thought is also the source of everything else, creativity and imagination and sensations and perceptions and emotions. Mm. So going to the source of all experience is the freedom from these constructs, even of death. Because if you don't, you know, that's the primal fear humans have is fear of the unknown. But what if the unknown becomes known to you, then, you know, that is the fundamental state, which we call healing. Healing, holiness, holy, all means a return to source of experience. So when I say quantum body, I'm talking about the source of all existence, which is energy, information, but even more important, consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've sort of answered this now, but I want to drill down a little bit more if I can, Deepak, uh, on this notion of death. Um, since none of us, and we all know this, none of us gets out of here alive, and... Uh, and in that in that regard, death is is a part of life. Um, they, they 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 go together, and yet even though we know that in our consciousness, so many of us are in fact afraid still of death. So when you when you encounter people who are afraid of death, what what specifically do you say to them? How do you help them wrestle with that fear? Well, death is not the opposite of life. Death is the opposite of birth. They go together, just as up and down go together. Mm-hmm. Heart and cold go together. Pleasure and cold go together. What we call life is the continuity or the continuum of birth and death. So it's happening all the time. You know, thoughts are born and they die instantly. Perceptions are born and they die instantly. In our body, there's a program 
called apoptosis, which is programmed cellular death. So your stomach cells die every five days, so you can have new ones. Your skin cells die once a month, human skin cells, not alligator skin cells, which take a longer time. That's why the alligator skin is hard and crusty. Mm. So all our body cells are dying, so new ones can be born. And what is born is the functioning. So stomach cells die every five days, but they don't forget the memory of how to digest food. Skin cells die every month, but they don't forget the experience of pleasure and pain. So consciousness is not dying. The experiences in consciousness are dying. So when a cell forgets to die, for example, that program cellular death, which we call apoptosis, then it's a cancer cell. Cancer cells have lost the memory of death because they think they're all by themselves, not realizing that they're part of the wholeness of body, which functions as a unified whole. Your soul doesn't die. Your mind, your body, and your personality go into incubation, just like you when you go to sleep at night. You know, next morning you pick up from where you left, even though in deep sleep there's no experience. Mm. Um. When it comes to, um, again, this new book, Quantum Body, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, More Vital Life, what uh, have you found most exciting? Uh, what, what is most uh, tickling you about what the new science is telling us about living longer and healthier and vital lives? Yeah, the new science is saying that given the technologies that we have, including AI, including gene editing, including what we call messenger RNA, including an understanding of the microbiome, <clears throat> which is 2 million bacterial genes in our body, including what we're learning from psychedelic experiences, you should be able to live a life uh, theoretically up to 120 years, although there are exceptions even to that, and in good health. And you should be able to, you know, ultimately death is necessary for you to resurrect your soul, but <clears throat> there's no reason why in the near future, and even as we speak, health span can be a reality for everyone mm. in our lifetimes. And, mm. um, you know, what is astonishing, Tavis, is that AI is putting all these things together so we can actually coordinate one activity with the other. Mm. So your sleeping patterns, your emotional well-being, your biological rhythms, your diet, and your relationships are all part of one unified process in your consciousness. Mm. That is the exciting thing, yeah. that we can take charge of how we age and how long we live mm. in good health. Yeah. I've got three minutes left, and I want to pivot, if I can, to something else that Deepak is working on. He mentioned at the top of this conversation, as we were talking about uh, his friend and my friend Norman Lear passing away last week at age 101. Carol Burnett, who will be on this program in about 33 minutes from now, uh, now the age of 90. We'll talk about her uh, life and legacy. Uh, and uh, this book, again, Quantum Body, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, More Vital Life, is out now wherever books are sold uh, by Deepak Chopra. But I, I was fascinated by this article I was reading, story I was reading a while ago, about what you're doing with Robert Smith. Um, and uh, Deepak uh, has connected with Robert Smith, the black billionaire. If you don't know the name, Robert Smith is the brother who gave all that money and paid for those students at Morehouse a few years ago. You recall that. Uh, he's a billionaire, uh, and he's the one that gave the commencement at Morehouse 
and agreed to pay off the debt of all the brothers graduating that particular day. That is Robert Smith. Robert Smith and Deepak Chopra have gotten together on an initiative uh, to bolster leadership and mental wellness in the black community specifically. Uh, tell me what you and Robert are doing together, Deepak, about mindfulness in black America. <clears throat> well, because of Robert's generosity, we created an online course called The Soul of Leadership, and it's very effective. We introduced The Soul of Leadership in Queens, to actually gang leaders, and now they're the real leaders in the, this part of Queens. The crime rate went down by 99%, and all the police even come to training for, with these former gang leaders who are now real leaders. The Obama Foundation leaders also took advantage of this course, and with uh, Robert's generosity, we're offering this course free right now online, you can go to cfi.choprafoundation.org. Anyone can take this course. But with Robert's help, we're actually reaching African-American uh, communities throughout the country. And in Europe, I was recently in Sweden. They have a large African-Swedish community, mm -hmm. which has some of the similar problems because of you know the history of colonialism. Um, and we're having an impact there as well. So Robert's been very generous, and he's an amazing philanthropist, mm -hmm. and he's just a great guy. He wants to unleash the greatness of everyone in uh, starting with the African American yeah. community. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that email address again. I mean the uh, the web address again, where people can sign up for the free course. CFI. It stands for Chopra Foundation Institute, but just CFI dot Chopra Foundation. Dot org. The course is free. There you go. Uh, there's the address to learn more about uh, the project that uh, Deepak and Robert Smith have engaged in. It's called The Soul of Leadership, an initiative focusing on mental well-being and leadership development, specifically in the African-American community. And uh, we thank Robert Smith for uh, being generous, as Deepak said, but we thank Deepak for always being uh, available to us in so many ways. His new book is called Quantum Body, The New Science of Living a Longer, Healthier, More Vital Life. Deepak, I appreciate you. Love you, man. Thank you for your time and uh, all the best to you. Thank you, Tavis. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Happy holidays. All right. Calling all Bidwist players when Tavis Smiley comes forward.